Welcome to One Cause Church. We hope you enjoy this inspirational message. Are you ready? Yeah, this is great. We're going we're gonna to talk today. This message is called Dream Again. Dream Again. I believe we're in a position as individuals and in our families, as a church, as the church, as a country, uh, where it's time to dream again. It's time to do something different, right? These last 18 months have been uh, trying and maybe, maybe even months or years before we came into that for you, we're trying. Um, you know, we start to think about things like not only the pandemic, but how it's affected our jobs, how it's affected our finances. Maybe, maybe you've lost a loved one. Um, and maybe there are even thoughts about what is coming in the future? What is the future going to look like? Sometimes that can be uh, a little tough on your emotions. I don't know if anybody's experienced, but we had some real ups and downs in the last 18 months um, in, this, in this life, but, but I really believe it's time for us to dream again. And so today we're going to talk about dreaming. You know, the Bible talks about uh, visions and dreams, and, and when we think of dreams, we think of sleep. Anybody dream a lot when you're asleep? I don't dream very much when I'm asleep, so I'm jealous of people that, uh, that because God still speaks through dreams, you know? But there's also the element of outside of the vision and sleep, there's a different meaning of that word dream, and it simply means an aspiration or a goal, something that we're looking forward to. And I believe things like that are put in us by God. And sometimes it, it, it takes a little effort on our, our part to unearth those things. Maybe we've forgotten, maybe we've allowed the circumstance in life and, and situations and obstacles get in the way. Anybody with me? Because when you see something like an obstacle or, or circumstance in your life and it's right here, it's hard to see a dream that's there. Yeah. All right, we're going to talk about dreams and visions today. Vision is a, a vivid conception or an anticipation. Again, we're looking forward. We're looking forward. And then I started to think as I was making notes, what is the antithesis or what is in opposition to a dream or a vision? And it is a nightmare. Anybody that has kids knows you can be awakened in the middle of the night by a, a, a baby that's screaming because they're terrified. That's what nightmares do is they bring in terror or uh, sorrow or anxiety and, and basically what ifs, right? What if this were to happen? We're going to talk about what ifs in a few minutes. But, but, but life itself, it seems like even in these last 18 months for some of you in here, can seem like a nightmare, honestly. And seem like, this is all I can feel right now. This is all I can see. You know, Texas is different than a lot of states, but still people in Texas are going through tough times emotionally. And, and, uh, and it's time for us to dream again. When I was a kid, I had a couple of uh, dreams. When I was a really young kid, I had a couple of dreams. And, and I'm just going to tell on myself this morning. Uh, <clears throat> Uh, I wanted to be, first, I remember really young, I used to buy these little books at the, we used to have these things called bookstores where they sold books. You could actually get a paper book and swipe the pages and read full of beautiful color and pictures. And I used to buy these books because I wanted to be an aeronautical engineer, which is somebody that kind of designs and, and fabricates planes, airplanes. And then uh, a couple of years later, I remember seeing a movie. 
Any movie buffs in here this morning? Movie, yeah. And, and, and just to be honest, I wanted to be Indiana Jones. I wanted to be Indiana Jones. I wanted to be an archaeologist who traveled the world and unearthed ancient civilizations and learned about people groups. And I think soon after that, just me personally, I think I kind of got off course in life and, and I let distractions and circumstance and situations kind of get right here. And I'm not saying that those, either of those dreams, those dreams were from God because I believe he brought a new dream to me. I believe he brought something new to my life in, when I was in the, those formative years. And, and, uh, and that really came through her. It really came through that woman right there. And, uh, but I got distracted. I got off course. And, and it's easy to do. Maybe you've done that yourself. Maybe, maybe even these last couple of years, you've gotten distracted. You've got off course. But it's okay, because today we're going to dream again. Starting today, we're going to walk out of this place, and we're going to dream again. We're going to dream for our families. We're going to dream for our jobs. And we're going to dream for this church and for this city, this metroplex. And we're going to move forward. Jennifer told me an amazing story she read in a book yesterday, and, and, I, uh, and I thought it was interesting about natural vision, even how powerful natural vision can be. And they took a couple of groups of people, and one group uh, was just uh, like normal, everyday, me and you, and they, they put an eye chart on the back wall and said, read these, read these, um, uh, these letters on the wall. Like, you go to the eye doctor, which I did last week, by the way, so don't worry. I can see you. I can't see you. I can see you. I can't see you. I can see you. And, and then they took the other group, and the other group, they told them, hey, I want you to think of yourself like an Air Force pilot having the amazing visual sense and keen ideas of, a, of an Air Force pilot. And we're going to put you in a pilot's uniform. And I want you to think of yourself as a pilot. What do you think happened? When they looked through the wall and said, read the call tag, the call sign on the tail of that plane through there, but all it was was an eye chart. Their vision was better. Their vision was better. It was physically better because they thought that their vision would be better. And, and, and outside of that, that's just the natural, right? The supernatural vision that God brings to our hearts, to, for, to us as families, to us as a group, to us as a church, is so much more powerful. So much more powerful. There's an amazing story uh, a series of events in 2 Kings chapters 23 and 24, and it talks all about what the Bible calls the Babylonian captivity. And those of you that may know the Bible know that King Nebuchadnezzar came from a foreign land and took the children of Israel and ripped them away from their home, took them captive, and left only those who were, the Bible says, the poorest of, of the children of Israel were left. And so he took all these people, and it's amazing, the Bible recounts in these two chapters a series of rulers in Israel's history here. And it talks about them, but it mentions something specific about each one. And the first one is Jehoiakim, and he reigned for only three years. He became a king when he was 18 years old. But the Bible says a short paragraph about him, and the last sentence is, is this. Get this. It says, He did evil in the sight of the Lord according to all that his father had done. 
And then Nebuchadnezzar, after, after put, put an, instituted a new king named Zedekiah, who reigned only as a 21-year-old young man. Can you imagine being a king at 21 years old? And the Bible says again, he did evil in the sight of the Lord according to Jehoiakim before him. And I, I think it's important that we see this story and we see what the Bible says about how people acted and how, the, how those rulers instituted rule over their, their people. And, and, we, and we as believers learn this truth not to let your before affect your after. I'm here to tell you today, don't let your before, the things before, affect your after. You know, there are things in our past, there are things that that uh, situations that we've put ourselves in, things we've said, things people have said over us or done to us. And I believe it's time for us to dream again and to move forward and not let the before affect the after. Don't let the before affect the after. God dreams are here for a reason. They're here. They're put inside of us for a reason. Listen to this verse. If you have a Bible, turn to Psalm 126, verse 1. Because it applies to that captivity. It says, when the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, listen to this. After all that time, after being ripped away from their home, we were like those who dream. They made a choice. They made a choice to forget and to move forward and begin dreaming again. Then it says, then our mouth was filled with laughter. <laughs> and our tongue was singing. I won't try to sing. Then they said among the nations, the, the nations said, the Lord has done great things for them. Because people could see from the outside how they were reacting in the midst of a terrible, trying circumstance. A time period of, of uh, submission and rejection and hurt and anguish. They came back and were like those who dream. And some of us in here need to start dreaming again. Some of you, maybe you've, sit, maybe you've been in this, in this church forever. Maybe you've been on God's team for decades. It's time to start dreaming again. It's time to start dreaming again. Ask yourself... Self, remind me of God's goodness in those crazy, impossible dreams that he spoke to me maybe years ago. Maybe you're just getting a dream uh, coming out of this pandemic. That's okay. But maybe there's a dream that you've had in your heart for years, and, and maybe for circumstance or situations, kick some dirt over. It's time to unearth that thing and move forward and dream again. And the reason why I know it's possible to do this is this scripture, 1 Samuel 3.1. And you're going to think I'm crazy. Some of you know I'm crazy. 1 Samuel 3.1. Let me read this. It says, now, listen, this is Samuel and Eli in the house of God. And it says, now, the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no widespread revelation. Folks, you live in a day and age where the, Lord, the Lord's word is not rare yes. and there is widespread revelation. Yes. 
So this tells me that we can dream again, that God's putting things in our hearts that we know we can trust him because we know his word and his promises in our lives are he's for us, not against us. He's calling us to the impossible. Some of you might be a little bit scared this morning. We've all been there. Let that fuel you this morning. Let that fuel you. Let the fact that, oh, I have all these tools inside of me. I have this Bible in my phone. The promises of God. How he talks about me and you, written in this New Testament. How Paul talks about the church. Now listen, Paul has to deal with a few things, but don't we all? But hey, but listen, Paul uses a grace sandwich, right? When he talks to the church, he says, man, you guys are just so amazing. I cannot believe how how great you are because of what Jesus has done for you and put in you. And he says, now we need to deal with a couple things. But then he finishes and he says, but just remember how awesome you are. I love the way God speaks to us. I love the way he's, he just leads with grace and, and truth. Listen, having a God dream is healthy. It's actually healthy. And I know this. It, the word dream in the Old Testament is the Hebrew word halam. Okay, halam means, get this, it means to bind firmly, to be <clears throat> plump, or to recover. That tells me that when God puts a dream in my heart, he's binding me to him. And he's helping me recover from the past, the hurts of the past, the disappointments, those things that regrets, the things that I've said and done or things that were done to me can just fall away. Because God's dream is health to me. You know, we often quote uh, Joel, the book of Joel, chapter 2, at the end of that. And uh, it's, a powerful, it's a powerful chapter because it talks about, at the end, you'll recognize this, and it says, uh, the Lord speaks a lot of words of restoration in the beginning of this chapter, leading up to the end. And he says, in verse 28, you recognize this because it's referenced in the New Testament, but it says, and it shall come to pass afterward, that I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, right? Your <clears throat> old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. What's interesting to me is I grow older, it seems like I dream in the natural less. But I'm starting to dream in the supernatural more. And, and what's, what's even better in, in this passage of Scripture to me is that the beginning of this chapter, God's speaking about all the natural things that He's restoring. The things that we can see. The things that are in front of us. And that's great. That's great. But he says afterward. Folks, we're living in that afterward. We're living in that afterward. That time where the Holy Spirit is here to stay. To abide. So we see us dreaming dreams and seeing visions and prophesying. I believe God's putting a supernatural dream in some hearts today. I'm crazy enough to believe that. I believe he's always speaking, and it's my job to get through the cobwebs and 
move, turn off the TV and, and focus on him and see what he's saying. So this morning I'd ask you, we talked a few minutes ago when I first started about the what ifs, and the what ifs can get in our mind and stay there, right? What if I lose my job? What if a family member becomes sick? What if? What if? What if? And I think, I truly believe we're supposed to shift into a different set of what ifs. What if there ain't enough seats in this auditorium to hold everybody for this church? What if we are able to connect with the schools around here and help those in need with food and clothing? What if... More people come in here than we've ever seen before needing the gospel of good news to change their lives. What if there's an outpouring? Our Pastor Jesse is somewhere. He's on his way with food. Oh, man, don't we love Pastor Jesse today? (laughs) Man, we love him. Man, yes, give him a hand because he can watch this back and we'll say, Pastor Jesse, thank you. he, he played a prophetic word that was, set, that was spoken over this church years ago in our staff meeting this week. And, and, it, and it was Pastor Brandon Holler, actually. And he said, I see, I'm not going to cry, I can do this. <sighs> he said, I see a church where the waters are just flowing out of the doors and moving into the parking lot and down the hills and through these neighborhoods. I see that. And you know what water represents is spirit as it should be. And we just got fired up. We got excited about the future. We got excited about, you know, I was, re, I was reinvigorated and started thinking, you know, Lord, I love this supernatural, the natural restoration that you're speaking in Joel too, but I'm, I'm moving more into this supernatural. God breathed impossible dreams that he's calling me and Jennifer to. Maybe he's calling your family to. Maybe he's calling this church to. Let's focus on those what ifs. Let's focus on what if the mayor's sitting on the front row. I mean, I'm like, hey, for about two years, we've been out of the box. Ephesians 3, out of the box. What version do we read? Message all the time? TPT, Uh, the Passion Translation. Uh, But but, uh, God is an out out of the box God. We, need to, we could start thinking outside the box here. And, and those what ifs, those impossible things that, you, that, that scare you a little bit. What if the boss that you often butt heads with gets saved? What if you get that contract that was impossible? There's no way in the natural that your company would be chosen for that. What if? What if? What if? Folks, let's start dreaming again. Let's move into 2022 dreaming again together as a church. I can't wait to see what happens. I can't wait to see this place filled up with signs, wonders, and miracles happening. Testimonies of small groups, people laying hands on the sick and they're recovering. Little kids getting saved, even here and outside. What if, what if, let's dream again. I want to pray for you this morning. God, I thank you for this 
amazing church. Lord, I thank you for the faithfulness of this house, for the gifts and talents that are represented here. Lord, I believe this morning that some of those God-breathed dreams are being unearthed within us. Lord, give us boldness. Not to worry about these what-ifs over here. What if the question marks? And these what-ifs, Lord, are the things that probably will never come to pass. So we here as your people, Lord, we're focusing on these what-ifs. I thank you, Lord, for, for speaking to hearts and minds. Speaking to husbands and wives. That this God dream would, would, would help bind them to you and help them recover and be healthy. Thank you, Lord, that vision is so powerful and vision is so important. And God, we're here to listen. We're here to listen. We trust you. We believe that moving into 2022 will be the best year we've ever seen. Lord, I thank you for more boots on the ground as we, as we move into what you're calling us to do. Friends, family members that have heard us talking about church for years will say, hey, what time is service? Or I heard you talking at church, uh, at work about your church. Tell me about it. You know, I've been going through some stuff. Would you pray for me? Lord, let us be those who are bold and step up to help those in need. Lord, those of us in this place that are, are timid, Thank you, Lord, for a supernatural confidence in who you've made them, that they are equipped for the ministry. And Lord, ministry may just be a smile and a hug. But three weeks later, two months later, it might be, hey, I've got some news that's going to change your life. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness, for your mercy, for your grace, for sending your son Jesus. If you're sitting in this place or watching online and, and, and you've never placed your trust in Jesus, it is very simple. The Bible says, you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you'll be saved. God sent his only son to this earth so that we would no longer have to claw our way back up to heaven. But instead, he sent the answer. When every rung of the ladder was breaking beneath us, he delivered the answer here on earth to us. And it's his son, Jesus. And maybe you're sitting here this morning saying, you know, I've never heard that or I don't know who Jesus is. That's, the Bible says it's very simple. Do you just trust in the sacrifice that he made on your behalf? Like Jen said, the, bull, the, the blood of bulls and goats can only go so far. It can only cover but what he did wiped the past away. So if you're sitting in here this morning and you want that fresh start, you want that second chance, I want to pray with you. This will be the best decision you've ever made. Because today is the first day of the rest of your life. And if that's you this morning and you're wanting to connect with a God who loves you, Slip your hand up and let me pray for you this morning. I just want to pray over you. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Lord, for these. Thank you for your goodness in action in our lives. Lord, thank you that you love us. And Lord, those that, those that responded and put their faith in Jesus this morning would know today without, without a, beyond a shadow of a doubt that you are for them. No matter what life brings, the God who created the universe loves them. God, I thank you right now. I thank you for a new day. Lord, I thank you that with you, we are dreaming again. And we are so looking forward to the future. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.